All right, so before we start this week's episode, um, we're recording a, a little bit in advance because of some travel that I've got coming up. And as of when we're recording this, um, a few days ago, we we found out something really terrible. Um, Jason Cipher, who was a co-host of IRL Talk and Geek Friday, among many other things, but I think that was maybe what he was best known for, maybe for some listeners of this show. Uh, Jason was actually a previous guest on an episode of Analog. Um, we did a crossover with their show. Um, unfortunately, Jason passed away in a boating accident. Um, this was a shock to all of us. Uh, it happened on the on the 1st of April. And we just wanted to spend a couple of minutes or so before we start the show for real this week talking about that. Um, mostly because I think I know this hit Casey really hard. Um, and, and it hit me, of course, as well. Uh, I, I know you were closer to Jason than me, but... He was somebody that I considered a friend. Um, we'd, we'd spoken a few times uh, as well. You know, that we'd spoken personally, we'd spoken on some shows, and he was a genuinely just super nice man. And uh, I know that you two had spoke more often, and, and, and I know that we wanted to just spend a few minutes talking about that before we start today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm already getting a little choked up. Um, I know. I, I woke up... Um, as we record this, it was it was yesterday morning, and um, and somebody uh, I don't have their name handy tweeted at me something to the effect of "Oh my God, oh no," and it was a link to um, somebody's Facebook. Um, I I don't know if these links will make it in the, in the show notes, um, so I apologize. But suffice it to say, it was a link to somebody's Facebook, which within the comments it's it had a link to the Orlando Sentinel, which is the local paper where Jason lived, and um, at that point they had said someone had had passed away in a boating accident and and the the person whose facebook it was was a friend of jason's another friend of jason's and and he had been confirming that it was jason that had passed away and so i had woke up monday and had been awake for you know a minute and a half and and that was the first thing i saw and um and it, it, it was it, it was really messed up um and it made and makes me really sad um yeah. jason is a friend of mine. I mean, we didn't talk constantly, but we talked periodically. Um, we exchanged birthday greetings with each other last month. We both had birthdays in March. He turned 36. I turned 35. Um, and, uh, and he would, he would periodically send me emails and, um, and the subject would always be you slash me. And it would be, <laughs> I got those emails too every now and then. <laughs> it would be a picture of, um, of two things, maybe two people, maybe two animals, maybe two objects, and they would be the most absurd things in the world, and um, and and they would seem to relate to either me or Jason in no discernible fashion, and and <laughs> it would be our our kind of tradition, our our mo that he would send me one of these, and I would reply explaining away why that was the case, and I I don't have an example in front of me. I should have thought about this before we recorded, but. You know, I don't know. Say it was like two otters in a, in a in a on a on the rocks, and I, and one of them is like looking angry at the other, and I would I would take on the persona of one of the otters and be like, "Well, you told a really bad joke, and I didn't like it," and that's what I would reply to him every time, and it was just our gag. And I know that he did this with other people, like you said, Mike, and I know he did this with Faith a lot. But our gag was for me to always fill in and like provide a little bit of backstory as to why the two yeah. things were uh, were doing that, and. Um, and I don't know, it's... it's. That's probably why he kept sending them to you. Uh, <laughs> I would just laugh at them and be like, don't encourage him. And, would, and I'd archive the emails. Yeah. 
<laughs> because if I would reply to him, I would get seven more that afternoon. <laughs> in, in true Jason Cipher style. Yeah. Uh, God, I already miss him. But uh, but yeah, it, it really um, it really messed me up, and it, it's still kind of messing me up. And um, and I did, you know, I, I spoke to Aaron about it when she woke up a few minutes later, and and she, you know, I, I she woke up and, and was kind of. You know, she's coming out of sleep, and so I gave her a second, and I said, "You know, are you awake?" And she kind of looked at me like, well, "Yeah," and I said, "You know, Jason Cipher passed away," and she like shot upright like a bolt and said, "Oh my God, are you serious?" And then I showed her what I'd seen, and 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 you know, she was deeply upset, and I am, and not that she isn't, but I am, and 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 was deeply upset, and you know, Jason and Faith both have a bit of a special place in my heart um, because. When I started getting into podcasts, it was because of Marco, you know, because I'd known Marco from way back when, and he started build, build and analyze, and I started to tune into that, and then that led me to John Syracuse of Hypercritical, and that led me to everything else that, you know, all these other people and all these other shows that I listened to, and, and indirectly, you know, build and analyze led me to you, Mike, um, mm-hmm. but Aaron never really got into it. And she had known Marco at this at some point or another, and I played for her a little bit of build and analyze, but it was you know super nerdy in a, in a way that she wasn't interested. You know, she's she's nerdy in her own right, but she wasn't interested in you know code and that sort of thing. And um, and then Geek Friday started, and at the time it was Dan Benjamin and, and Faith uh, Faith Corpy, uh, dear friend of the show, Faith Corpy, and um, and. And I thought, you know what, here's here's a show that's about generally nerdy things. And Aaron is generally nerdy, and I mean that in a good way. And it and it has a woman on it, which would hopefully make it a lot more approachable. And so that moment, by the way, is why representation matters and why Mike and Steven work so hard to, to diversify Relay and why it's so important, the work that you two have been doing. But anyway, um, I started playing Geek Friday for Aaron, and she liked it. And then uh, Dan Benjamin left the show and this other guy, Jason Seifer, came on the show. And boy, did he come on strong, or at least that's my recollection of it anyway. And, uh, and Aaron and I kind of looked at each other during this first episode because it was our tradition already. Uh, and this is like episode nine or ten that, that Jason came on. It was our tradition to, um, to listen to it together, typically on like a longer car ride, you know, and then we would listen to this rather than just listen to music. And... And the first episode or two, we kind of looked at each other like, what the hell is this guy all about? And I with, remember that exact feeling. Yep. And then within a couple <laughs> of episodes, though, with maybe I don't remember, but maybe by the fourth episode, so I guess it would make this episode 13 or 14 of Geek Friday, we were completely in love with it all over again, and, and even more so than I think we were before. And we religiously, together, listened to all of Geek Friday. We religiously, together, listened to all of IRL Talk, which ended up replacing Geek Friday when... Uh, when they brought it away from five by five and we listened to every episode and I was devastated when many months after it actually ended, we finally got the, got the time to complete IRL talk. Cause I knew I would, I would not hear any more IRL talk. And when that special uh, back to the future episode or whatever it was posted, I almost fell off my chair. I was so excited. And you know, this is what got Aaron into podcasting. And then, not too long after I started podcasting and it made sense to her because of Jason and because of mm-hmm. faith. And, um, and I, I really miss, I really miss listening to the two of them. And, um, and I, I already really miss my friend and it's weird because, um, you know, I, I never met Jason in real life. I, I've had the pleasure of, of hanging out with faith a couple of times, Aaron and I both actually. And, um, 
And I never actually met Jason. And it's funny because we had tentatively planned a trip to Disney World, which is in Orlando, Orlando, Florida, where Jason lived. Um, we had planned it for this February, and uh, we didn't do it for various reasons that aren't important. But I had every intention of saying to Jason, hey, you know, can I convince you to come into the parks one day and meet up with us? And it was going to be amazing. And and I'm going to regret not having done that because um, that might have been my only chance to meet him. And, um, well, and you know, you can't uh, really double think that, right? But at the same yeah, time, you can't. But at the same time, it sucks. And, um, it does. It and, does. But that, you know, you also could have jumped on a plane any day of the week, but like it's not how, yeah, it's yeah. Not how life works, yeah. right? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. My brain knows that, but it's hard for my heart to understand that right now, especially right now. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's funny, you know, it's just stupid stuff, right? And, you know, like we exchange Christmas cards, which is stupid stuff, but it's important stuff all the same. And, <laughs> I sent him our Christmas card, which is a very standard Christmas card that was not remarkable. And uh, not too long after, Jason sent me, or well, us really, a, I think like a full size sheet of paper, you know, like an A4 for you guys. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, eight and a half by 11 inches for us. And it was a portrait of him, I think in his dog, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have to see if I can dig it up. But it was just absolutely absurd to get this like humongous mailing from Orlando, Florida from Jason. And it was this, it was a picture of him and his dog, I think dressed up in, um, in some sort of uh, Santa Claus kind of costume. And, and then for my birthday, you know, last month, he sent me this absurd photoshopped picture. And so he had gotten, he seemed to always like to do like photo sessions with his dog and he would dress up in some outfit that was relevant for the holiday that was going on at the time. And so my birthday happens to be St. Patrick's Day and, and he had done a St. Patrick's Day photo shoot with his dog. And so he sent me via text, you know, not only did he say happy birthday, but he spent the time to Photoshop a happy birthday, Casey. And it's him with this goofy smile on his face and holding a pot of gold that really had his dog in it. But he made it to look like it was me in there. And it was it was preposterous. And uh, and I love it. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to hold on to this one for a long time. And so I woke up, I told Aaron, you know, I had a had a little cry about it. And then uh, I wrote a blog post about it. And and a lot of this is covered in that blog post. But um it's it's really weird because I haven't I haven't really had friends pass away. I've been very lucky. I mean, hell, I still have all my living grandparents as well. I've been super duper lucky, and um, and so this is weird. And it's and it's it's funny because you know you you can't really argue with emotion. And my dad was the first person I had I heard say that to me, but I think it's true. You can't really argue with someone's emotions. And my brain says to me, well, never even met this guy, like what does this matter? Like, he, he's just a voice in your head and, and some words on, on a screen. But the weird thing about, about today and about technology today and that the place, you know, the area between zero and one is that it, there's so much more to that. And I consider Jason a friend and, mm-hmm. and I'm really going to miss my friend a lot. And I'm really sad about it. And, um, we don't need to go on too much longer. I want Mike to have a chance to talk since I've been blathering on, but, uh, but we're really, really sad about it. Both of us are. And, um, and I'm really, really bummed and I'm really shaken up and, and I really don't think it's terribly fair, but you know, that's what life is, unfortunately. I think one of the things that has struck me the most about this is this is the first time that this has happened in, in our kind of, uh, peer group, our social circle Mm -hmm. that somebody, um, of around our age has died unexpectedly Mm -hmm. and that you find out because somebody tweets at you a link 
to somebody else's social media page <laughs> of a friend or family, right? Like, yeah. th- this happens. This happens in, in many people's lives. Uh, this happens um, in many social groups. But I think this is the first time that in our little consortium of podcasters that something like this has occurred. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that's really struck me about this. Like, of course, I'm, I am very sad um, about Jason. But I kind of went in two waves, um, when I found out about this, like I was super sad in the morning and we spoke on the phone. Um, and then it kind of hit me again, like to just think about the realities of this type of stuff. Like that, that was a, that was an uncomfortable feeling as well. Um, to, to think like anyone can go at any time, yeah. you know, and, and to, to think through that and to think about like, if it was, if it was, you know, I was thinking about other people thinking about me, uh, that kind of stuff and, and just how this this way in which we're all so close to each other but yet so far away um, really just adds a whole other layer on this. I don't know what that layer is but like I know that it's there and it's weird and it's sad. Um, and uh, rest in peace, Jason Cypher. You were the ultimate prankster. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, I saw somebody point this out but of course, of course, it was on April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because it's the only way he'd know, you know. <laughs> you, I, I, no one would ever choose for this to happen to them. But, but gosh, I, I, feel like, I feel like in some small way, not that he chose, but in a small way, I almost feel like fate chose for him, which I hope that, I hope that's taken in the, in the spirit. I mean it, and I mean it as a good thing. Um, and, you know, it's funny because uh, I, I've been sad about it. You know, I'm crying a little bit now, but... Um, but one of the things that made me really happy was um, Faith tweeted, and and we'll see if we can dig up the tweet and put it in the show notes. But she tweeted something along the lines of, you know, well, two two different tweets actually, um, or two different things. Maybe one was a text message, but I don't think she'll mind me sharing. Uh, the tweet was, um, you know, I, I it, what does it say that the the first thought I had once I got you know kind of composed is that Jason's ghost is going to just haunt the ever-living crap out of me which i thought was so funny and then um i don't remember if this was a text message or a or a tweet and so my apologies faith for for spreading this if it was a text message but uh she had said it some somewhere at some time that her cloud to butt plugin had, had turned itself back on out of nowhere and so i think that might be a good sign that uh if there is an afterlife that uh jason's being treated all right up there so uh, rest in peace, Jason Cipher. I'm going to miss you and your stupid puns and your ridiculous pranks. I'm going to miss you a lot. Did you see um, what we did for April Fools this year? Like, there is a tradition which was started, I guess, by accident. Now, uh, where <laughs> our designer Frank, like one year, like like three years ago, or like so, he just sent us some. Uh, some some joke shows for April Fools, and now it's become kind of like a a tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were both they were they, there always tends to be a Casey theme that runs through at least one or two of them. <laughs> like there's always there's always Casey in there, you know? Because how can we not? Um, I'm not sure April, how to take that, but I'll roll with it. It works, you know. I think you, you're you're a wonderful guy who can take a joke, and <laughs> because of that, we all make jokes about you. Uh, and this year's, well, one of them was poking fun at me, 
right? One show is called Hello World Programming with Mike Hurley. <laughs> it's so good. And the other is called so Mac good. Pros One of These Days. And then funnily <laughs> enough, we ended up getting it and, and et cetera. But um, so th- this is how, obviously, we posted the last episode. And I basically just wanted to follow up to say... Uh, I'm still getting daily tweets and emails about why I'm a programmer. I don't know what I have to do at this point to stop this, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it won't stop. Uh, so I've tried making a joke about it, uh, but it continues. And and as is usual with uh, when we do these things, people just tell us how much they would actually like that show. <laughs> and people would really like there to be a show where I learn programming. Um, and I would just like to just, I mean, I don't know if I've made this clear enough in the past. Nobody wants that show. Like, you think you want it. Like, you, you, you think to yourself that would be fun. It wouldn't be because it would just be me being really annoyed all the time. And I would never do my homework on time. And I would frustrate my co-host to the point of distraction. Uh, it, would be a, it would be a disaster and it would last for about three weeks. You know what would be fun? Like, I agree with everything you said. But what would, what would be interesting is... Going through the list of programmers, like professional programmers on on Relay, and having a circuit of hosts. So like week one, it's you and me. Week two, it's you and Underscore. Week three, it's you and Marco. Week four, it's you and Syracuse. And I'm forgetting a bunch of them, but then like loop back around again. So like, have you ever been in a party where you're like telling a story one sentence at a time? And so you tell a sentence, and I tell a sentence, and Adina tells a sentence, and Aaron tells a sentence. It would be kind of like that. And so there's like no shared curriculum. It's just you have to pick up where the last where the last person left off that would be such a disaster and it would be so funny and so much fun and yeah, i see, want to now do you're as bad as everybody else because you're creating a, a, a fantasy show in your mind it would be amazing that you Mike. think could be really great it but do you amazing. have any idea what that would do for my mental stability <laughs> what mental stability it would ruin. exactly right oh it'd be funny uh, though it would i mean yeah it would be great um but outside of that i think i think i'll lose my mind probably but let's talk about the other show art Mac Pro, oh, Ma- one Mac of these Pros. days, uh, with the sad Mac Pro face, which is the best part. Oh God, this is so perfect! This is so. Did you see the follow up? Yes, I did. It was also perfect. After Apple oh, did what they did. Uh, what was yeah. that? That was tweeted by Relay, right? Like the Relay Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just says follow up, and then it's uh, oh, so good. It's just a, a different emoji face. Someone should work on those emojis, I think. Right? Oh, my Very goodness. Great emojis. That Frank Towers, man. So talented. Oh, goodness. Yes, that was funny. So you're still getting these tweets about how wrong you are, eh? It's not even that anymore. I, I, I don't even know what it is anymore. You know what? I, I really don't want to bring this topic up, but uh, mm-hmm. somebody made a good point, and forgive me, I don't remember who it was, but uh, one or two people actually about the same time had said, you know, it's one thing to say you are capable of programming, and you might have said this as well, Mike, and maybe I just fluffed you off at the time, but um, you know, it's one thing to say you're capable of programming, it's another thing to identify as a programmer, and and I think maybe part of the the disconnection that you and I had was exactly that, that you were talking more of of like self-identifying as a programmer. And I still think I was talking about that too, but I, I think more so I was talking about you having the skill of programming. And I think maybe that's where we disconnected a little bit, but anyway, we can move on. I know this is infuriating you already. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not infuriated. I'm not infuriated. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. So, all right, we can just leave this behind, and let's talk about something that will definitely make both of us happy. 
Let's take a moment to thank our friends over at Pingdom for supporting this week's show. You can get a 14-day free trial when you go to pingdom.com slash analog. And then when you enter in the offer code analog at checkout, you get 20% of your first invoice. Every single month, Pingdom detects around 13 million outages on the web. That's more than 400,000 every day because stuff breaks on the internet all the time. And Pingdom is focused on making the web faster and more reliable for everyone and anyone that has a website. Websites of all sizes these days are incredibly sophisticated and complicated things with several dependencies. You give Pingdom the URL that you want to monitor and they'll take care of the rest. When they detect an outage, you'll be immediately alerted so you can fix the error before the downtime affects you. And contact forms, e-commerce checkouts, logins, search functionality, blogs, and loads more can all be tracked independently. Maybe you have different, as I say, I mentioned different dependencies, right? Because like why they're becoming more complicated. It's because all of these little pieces of functionality could be running in all different places. And you just want to make sure that you've got everything monitored, but all independently. Because if you have a website that has a blog and it also has a store, and the store goes down but the blog's up, you kind of want to know that the store's down because you're not going to make any money anymore. Like, you want to know about this, and this is what Pingdom can monitor for you. They have more than 70 global test servers to emulate visits to your site as often as every minute to check its availability. They will know immediately when your stuff goes down, and you will be um, alerted immediately times two, so you can fix that error. You don't want to be caught when someone wants to access your site. You need Pingdom. Check it out today. You'll be the first to know when your site is down, and you'll also get a great report, which I really enjoy, which tells you how often your site was up. I like I like getting that Pingdom report. I think it comes every week and it tells us mm-hmm. up, uh, how how uh, where we went up or down. And I like to see when it's when up the whole time. That makes me very happy. Go to pingdom.com slash analog for a 14-day free trial. Use the code analog at checkout. You'll get 20% off your first invoice. I really love Pingdom. It's a great service and also a great company. Everybody that I deal with there is super nice and super friendly and awesome and helpful. And they just want to help support this show. So if you enjoy this show, you should go and sign up for Pingdom. Thank you for their support of this show on Relay FM. So you had a uh, interesting last few days, uh, from what I can gather. Uh, so I was going into London. We went to see the Book of Mormon. Oh, how um, was that? I've not seen it, but I've heard phenomenal great. things. Um, I've, this is my second time seeing it. Um, it's leaving London. It's 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 wrapping up soon. So um, for my brother's birthday, we went to see it. He's seen it as well, and we but we just wanted to see it before it went out. So it was four of us. It was um, me, and my brother, you know, and, and his his partner too. And uh, we were rushing to get a train. We're going to catch a train. And uh, I got to the train station and I went to grab a a bottle of water just because, you know, I've been having many issues in the mouth region recently. So I've just (laughs) been wanting to make sure that I am staying nice and hydrated. You know, the the combo with the cold and the tooth Mm -hmm. thing, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I I just like to make sure I have water with me. So I grabbed my wallet, bought the water, got on the train, got off the train. My wallet was gone. Oh, no. So where was it? Did you find it? So wallet's gone. So I did like the whole like stand up, get off the train, pat my pockets. Wallet's not there. So we were going to see a show, right? And I had to kind of, I don't know, run. Like it was was tricky. Like I had to kind of like make sure that I had enough time to get back and forward. So I just jumped straight back on a train to go in the back in the other direction um it was i got on the same train we got off it was going back it wasn't on the carriage so i wanted to go back to the train station right to check if it was there mm-hmm. i got on a train turns out i got on the wrong train oh so i had to no. get off and change train 
got oh, to the train platform. Oh. Now, how, how how much leeway did you have before the show started? Like, were you going directly to the show at this point? No, we had about, luckily, we had about an hour or so before, before the show started, and it would have been enough time for me to make it there and make it back. I made it there. I had four and a half minutes Oof. before the train that I needed to catch to go back. The store, like, it's on the train platform, by the way, the store that I bought the water bottle at. Mm-hmm. That was closed. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, there was nothing on the train platform. Uh, I went and spoke to the, one of the people in the train station. They hadn't had anything handed in, so I just got back on the train and went back. Um, and then I had to cancel all my cards. I had to work out, like, I had to try and remember, like, what cards were even in my wallet? Oh, like, I, I'm mm-hmm. still not even confident at this point that I know everything that was in there. Mm-hmm. So I was then on the train canceling cards. It's like three different calls I had to make. So everyone on the train like knows everything about me that they're ever going to need <laughs> to hack me forever. right? They know my name. Sure. They know my date of birth. They know my mother's maiden name. They know my address. They know my phone number. They know information about my direct debits. Like they know everything, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm answering the questions that somebody would ask to, so they could get into my bank yeah, information. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. all you need to do is sit there with a paper and pen and you just write them down. No problem. Mm-hmm. And you're in. So that's all done, and then I ordered everything. Oh, and uh, there's cards on the way. There's cards still arriving. Um, and, yeah, so I currently have no wallet, and I don't have a bank card for my personal bank account. And uh, basically, this has led me to the conclusion that wallets are dumb. <laughs> no argument here. I In 2017, wallets are dumb. The only thing, The only thing I will say, though, is that I do think I might be the only one that feels this way, but I think it is absolutely barbaric not to have at least a little bit of cash on you at all times. Well, my cash was in my wallet, though, Casey. No, I understand that. I understand that. But my, what I'm saying is, like, in this hypothetical future where we don't need wallets at all, then where would I keep my cash? You know what I mean? Just put it in your pocket. I guess. I don't know. My point isn't so much the wallet that's the issue. I don't care that people have wallets. What I care about is that all of our money is tied to these dumb plastic cards that oh. we can lose or break. Mm-hmm. I agree with That's you. That's what's so frustrating to me because, like, you know, you can lose your cash, but it's probably not all the money you have in the world, <laughs> right? Like, I, you know, I mean, I'm sure that there are some people that that is their situation, but for most people, I think it's not their situation where, like, every penny that they have in the world, they carry on them. Right. But our bank cards are that, right? Like, mm-hmm. Apple Pay saved my butt because I wouldn't have been able to get back on the train. Yeah, I, I understand that. That would've... I lost all my cards. What would I have done? You know? Yeah, I I don't even want to think about it. That's terrible. I would like, have been so I, stressed. I, I don't know what I would do. Like, luckily, I was like, I, I was with Adina. I went back on the train on my own. Right? I was like, you just go and like call me and my brother, and I'll come. I'll come back. But like if I was on my own and lost it, like what do you do? Like I don't even know what you do. Like you're in the train station, you can't go back again, like you get fined, people don't believe you, like I don't want to ask people for money, that's super weird. Like I just feel like in two thousand and seventeen we shouldn't still be using these plastic cards. Like Apple Pay, like that should stuff like that, that like digital wallets, that's what we should have. We shouldn't have physical wallets with plastic cards in them. Cards that have the numbers on them. That means if you take the numbers you can buy something. 
<laughs> but remember, it's crazy. remember though that you have it even better than we do. It is like a rare treat when I get to use Apple Pay. For you, my understanding is it's darn near the norm. Yeah, I mean, it's like wherever wherever there's a contactless terminal, I can use it. And I was I was talking to my brother's girlfriend about this, and she was saying that when she lost her card, Apple Pay just like totally saved her because she was able to use that for everything for like a week hmm. while she was waiting for a new card to come. Like, yeah. I, I had one, I had one like debit card for an account that I don't really use that I left at home. So that you know, if I needed to to go out anywhere, I had that right. Like, so I to transfer some money to it. But now I'm getting like. Day after day, more and more payment declined emails mm. as like mm. things are trying to bill my card. Yeah. Oh, that's like I can't get anything on iTunes right now uh, because <laughs> Apple can't bill me. Uh, I can't buy anything on Amazon because Amazon can't bill me. Um, I'm getting because I lost my business and personal debit cards oh, God. and my main credit card. Yeah, that's no good. That's no good at all. So if my card doesn't arrive tomorrow, like all the streaming services I use are going to start shutting me out. I'm basically entering like some sort of Mad Max apocalypse right now, <laughs> where like domino after domino, things are falling, and I'm just getting shut out of of all services known to man. Ugh, that sucks so hard, dude. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's just a frustration. Like, you know, I'm, the, the worst thing in the world isn't happening to me, but it's just like, I can't believe we're still doing this. Like, it just, when you, when you kind of see the, the, the realism of the fact that you've got these pieces of plastic that are tied to all of my money, mm-hmm. it's just, it's madness. It's really madness. And like, something like Apple Pay, like, Apple Pay is great because it doesn't use the card number, but that's going to start to, to quit out because, um, so all in the chat is saying that Apple Pay automatically gets a new credit card. Yeah, if the number stays the same. Mm-hmm. But because I lost my card, they changed the number. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it only works if the number stays the same. Well, no, I think the bank, certain banks can somehow, some way issue a request to like Apple to change the Apple Pay card number, if I'm not mistaken. But not all banks support that. So like okay. one time... It's not necessary then. I mean, because yeah. I've had it where I've had new cards issued and it, it switches over because it doesn't it doesn't need the um, expiry date, I don't think. But yeah, I mean, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But like, yeah, anyway. I've, I'm having things cancel on me because the number's changing, you know? Yeah. Oh, God, that stinks. I'm sorry uh, to hear that, man. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, if, if I lost my wallet and my Apple Pay still worked, I could still get through... I could, I could get groceries. I could certainly get food. I couldn't get gas. And I couldn't get cash. No, I could get cash. I could get cash. Um, it's like you're still... I can hear it like slowly dawning on you. Like, oh, yeah, Exactly. No, I think I, I think I could survive because if nothing else, I could get a whole wad of cash, which has its own problems carrying that around. But I could do How that. How would you get a whole wad of cash without so, a card? Because uh, certain uh, banks actually have ATMs that'll take Apple Pay debit cards. So, you know, if you add your debit card to Apple Pay... I haven't tried this yet because I just in the last week realized my bank has one ATM like that that's like a few miles from me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could hypothetically go to that ATM and get a wad of cash and I'd be okay. But no, it totally it would totally suck. Don't get me wrong. It would absolutely suck. I'm just like I'm I'm reasoning through 
because I would have to make deliberately different choices. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to go to go to my normal grocer. I wouldn't be able to go to most of my normal, say, lunch or dinner spots. Not that I go out that often, but you know what I mean. Um, I would have to make deliberate choices, but I could mostly survive on Apple Pay. I think the only place it would really fall down is getting gasoline. But luckily, I don't drive all that much, so I could presumably survive for a while, and then or I could just get cash. But man, what a pain in the butt! It's been frustrating. I'll I, tell you that. I can imagine. But cards are arriving soon, you said? They've started to arrive. I have one, like I, I call it American Express. I have an American Express card, credit card, which mm-hmm. is tied to the um, to Virgin's airline program, their air miles program, right? So mm-hmm. like I buy expensive things on there, so I get the air miles. Um, I was really happy when my dentist started to accept American Express. I think I said to the lady when I after I had my tooth pulled out, um, finally, there's a good reason to come to the dentist when because they just started to accept American Express cards. <laughs> it's like at least I get something out of this, you know, rather than just all my money draining away and then all of my blood as well. But uh, that's a story for another time. I hope you heard it. If you didn't, sorry. Um, and uh, so I have it tied to that. And I called them, called American Express, and they were like, oh, it would take 10, 10 working days to get the card sent out to you. I was like, 10 what? working days? And they were like, oh, well, we can do it in two days for a free courier service. I was like, yeah, all right. Like, why do you not start with that? Like, you just have to be in. Like, that's how you should start. Oh, we can send it to you for, by courier within two days, but you yeah. have to be home. If you're not home, then we'll do it for 10 working days, but it goes in the post. Right, right, right. I don't know why you would start with it will take 10 yeah, working days with no option until I say... Complain about it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I and mean, yeah. everybody else, it takes like three to five days because they're sending it via the Royal Mail, right? And it just comes in an unmarked envelope or whatever. Um, and then they send the pins separately as well if you need new pin numbers. Right, right, I, right. I can't even remember like if the cards that I'm getting are getting new pin numbers because I have so many that I've lost track of it. Um, but uh, I will now recommend to everyone that they open a note in their Apple Notes app and they open their wallet or their purse, they take out all of the cards and they write down all of the cards that they have. That is my life hack for you all. And the associated phone numbers because they should be printed right on the cards. Yeah, I mean, but that stuff's super easy to find by Googling. But it's more just a case of like, I I know that I have more than three cards in my wallet, but I can't remember what they are. So (laughs) I don't think I had any more payment cards but I had cards that are probably for other stuff and I don't know what they are and I'm not going to remember now until I am in a situation where I reach my wallet and it, the thing's not there. Yeah. So uh, I recommend that you open all that stuff up or Fabiana recommends 1Password. One 1Password's one great. It's where I keep all of the actual numbers themselves but just as like a running total of what is actively in my physical wallet um, I recommend just writing it down somewhere, anywhere. Just so you have a list that, so worst comes to worst, you have an inventory so you know who it is you need to call to cancel stuff. Don't be like me, kids. <laughs> wow. Be smarter than me. Aye. Aye. Adina took great joy in telling me today that she has now started that a list of her own. Um, and I said to her that it's not fair <laughs> that she, she gets to live that way. Yes, she gets to learn from your mistake. Mm-hmm. She was very nice to me when I lost my wallet, though. Oh, man. You know, the worst part about that, and then we should move on, but the worst part about that moment is I am a 
I would have been a little bit stressed to get to the show on time just because there's nothing I can do to move that back, right? It's not like a meeting with a friend or even a meeting with another human that's not a friend where you can say, oh, shoot, I lost my wallet. I'm so sorry I'm late. Like that show is going to go on, right? You know, and so I would have been so stressed. Oh, also. I'm five working days away from taking a trip. It interna- it's international, right? Because you're going to Ireland? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going God. to Ireland. That's the struggle. Oh, God. So ridiculous. I can't imagine. Well, I'm glad it was you and not me. I mean, I'm so sorry that had to happen to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, do you want to tell about, talk about something that's a lot happier? I would love to. Uh, this week's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at... Linode, they give you fast, powerful hosting for your projects that you can get set up in just seconds. They have easy-to-understand tools that let you choose your resources and Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility that you need. And Linode plans start at just $5 a month for a Linux server with one gigabyte of RAM in the Linode cloud. Whether you're just getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. It's never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They offer the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support behind it all. Linode guarantees 99.9% uptime for server availability. Once your server is up, they keep it that way. Linode is fantastic for tasks like running a private Git server, hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating powerful applications, and so much more. Linode has amazing pricing options available. You can get a server with one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, or go all the way up to 16 gigabytes of RAM for only $60 a month. And their two gigabyte plan now includes 30 gigabytes of storage or for just $10 a month. Linode continues to offer more and more awesome options to meet your server needs. Across the board, they are now offering twice the amount of RAM you'll find elsewhere. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash analog, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards any Linode plan with a seven-day money-back guarantee. There's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code analog201 seven at checkout thank you so much to linode for their support of this very show all right so what else is going on these days uh, you're a youtuber now casey Liss. shoes on the other foot now my friend ostensibly what are you up to yeah what am i up to i've been asking myself that same question uh yeah i put something on youtube that's a thing now mm-hmm. who knew uh so that that's a thing i um i don't know i I'm not sure how to talk about this, so I guess I'll just start, and you can interrupt me whenever you're ready. But um, I've been I, I've, late last year. I wrote a series of five blog posts on this particular kind of programming that not a lot of people do. Um, it's called functional reactive programming, and it's been around for a fair bit of time, um, particularly in the uh, Microsoft stack, so in .NET, for example. And if that doesn't mean anything to you, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, it, it's been getting more and more popular in Swift, which is what um, what what we well what a lot of people use to write code for uh, I, for iOS and for the Mac. And so I had written a series of five blog posts on this, and I had been kicking around the idea. And I think I said to you actually, I had been kicking around the idea of doing like a screencast, so like a video. And I encouraged you. You did, you did. Uh, so a, a video recording of me basically 
not not literally reading those posts, but kind of in effect, like going through those posts and, and showing rather than telling. And I've been meaning to do it for a long time, but the problem with it was it's, it's a pretty in-depth topic, and I think it would take me a long time to record that, let alone do any editing or anything like that, because there's a lot to it, and 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 I don't think that there's a way to just shortcut it. You have to kind of take the slow, methodical approach. So I just shelved this idea for a while. Well, a week or so ago, maybe it was a little less. Uh, no, I think it was Friday, actually. Um, I had had a hack day at work. And what that basically meant was we had a day with which to do kind of whatever we wanted. And the idea is that it's supposed to be something that could relate to our day-to-day work. But it doesn't have to directly relate to our day-to-day work. You know, it could be just kind of a pie-in-the-sky sort of thing. And so what I had done was I had used, or I tried using a, a code generation tool called Sorcery, which I had never used before. It's been around for a while as well, but I'd never used it. And I was able to figure it out, and I thought it was really cool, and so I wrote a blog post about it this past Friday as we record this. Then over the weekend, I thought to myself, you know what? This is pretty small, this topic, pretty approachable for anyone that writes Swift, unlike this this functional reactive programming stuff I wrote about late last year, which is not as approachable. P.S. That's why it would make for such great videos, but also that's why it would make for such long videos. Well, anyways, so I thought maybe I should use this as my guinea pig for a screencast. And so while Declan was napping, uh, Saturday or Sunday, I forget which day it was, I decided to record a screencast of me basically discussing that same blog post and just walking through it live. And I recorded it and it took about 20-ish minutes and I threw it on YouTube. And that was a bit of an adventure in and of itself. And now I'm starting to understand why you and Gray hate YouTube so much because it's just a cluster of disjoint systems that barely relate to each other but yet are deeply intertwined. And it's... it's yeah, that's that you put it so perfectly. That's what it feels like. It's like Frankensystem. Yeah, it's it's absolutely right. Like AdSense, when I when I tried to turn that on, it has nothing to do with YouTube, and yet somehow has everything to do with YouTube. Like uh, the the complaining that all of us do about iTunes Connect, which is the system that you use to manage your apps in the App Store. iTunes Connect was originally written for like music, and then video was kind of stapled on the side of that and then app the app store was stapled on the side of that and that's a disjoint terrible system but that's like way better than the disaster that is uploading a video to youtube well anyways so point is i uploaded it and i think i tweeted about it from the casey list twitter account because i thought that's the people who really really enjoy my work so i'll kind of tease it there and somebody was kind enough to point out in a nice way Hey, you moron, it, the audio is only on the left channel. Crap. Because I recorded it using the mic I'm using right now. And for long and drawn out reasons that aren't interesting, the way it records is only to one channel. And I knew that. And I re- told myself to remember to make that edit so it becomes mono. And I completely forgot. So then I had to throw away my three thumbs up and my 50 views and re-upload a new one with the audio fixed. And then I eventually wrote You're a, a real YouTuber now, Casey. Right? Right? You had to re-upload a broken video. Yep. So I will ask you a thing or two here. Mm-hmm. One... Do you not listening to the audio? What do you mean? Am I not listening to the audio? Were you not checking the audio of the file before oh, no. you uploaded? I certainly did, but I did it with the open air speakers on my iMac, not with headphones because I'm an amateur. Mm, okay, 
No, I can see how you made that mistake. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a simple enough mistake to make, I guess. You know what you need now, though, right? You need a checklist. Yeah, don't even get me started. Trust me, you need a video posting checklist. That yeah. is a thing that you're going to need. We'll see. I, I, I don't... Because there are so many buttons and switches yeah, and things we'll you have see. to flick and flip. We'll see. You're probably right, but we'll see. And I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna, where I'm going to go with this, but eventually I did get it uploaded. I, I wrote a blog post about it, and um, and and I am proud of it, despite the fact that I see all of its problems. I'm backlit because there are windows behind me in the in the office in which I record, and even though I had a light shining on my face, it's not brighter than the freaking sun. <laughs> um, the fonts and all the things I was doing on screen were way, 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 way too small. Um, I well, let's come back to this in a second, but I was way too monotone. Um, I made a bunch of mistakes because I didn't really have a plan. I was just kind of winging it. Um, and I made a bunch of mistakes, which maybe those only bother me, but they did bother me. Um, I didn't do any sort of editing, which was kind of deliberate because a, I didn't really have time and B, I didn't make any completely egregious mistakes and C, I didn't really know what to do to edit. I guess I would have just dropped it in iMovie and went and did the best I could, but, um, I didn't really do any edits, which is probably not for the best to be honest. Uh, and then, like I said, I had that oops with the audio, um, so yeah, so I see a bunch of problems with this. I have some things I want to fix for whatever the next time may be. But if I'm honest with you, I am excited to try to start um, diving into that RX vlogging. series. Yeah, well, no, it's, it is. <laughs> I, I know you're. I know you're being silly. It's vlogging, but it's not right. It's more screencasting to me. And I guess we're having. Look at us no, having you that are, same. You are screen. You are screencasting. I was going to say. Look at us having that same argument about programming, except now it's vlogging. Um, no, to me, I don't view it the same as vlogging because it's not really human interest like yours is and i don't mean it isn't vlogging this is not vlogging yeah it, it has a category the category is called screencasts exactly yeah. and, and I, i'm not disparaging human interest vlogging like i love your vlog i really honestly do and i didn't think i was going to to be honest with you but anyway um but this is it's not that charm it's your charm uh this mm -hmm. is not what that is it's it's a little different but in any case i'm excited to to try to to do it a little more and i i guess part of the thing is and i talked about this on my blog post to some degree, I felt a little bit left out, um, which is okay. Like that's that's not a bad thing in and of itself. But what do you mean you felt left out? Well, you and Stephen were doing videos, and not only were you doing videos, but you were doing good videos. And both of you are getting like demonstrably better with each video, and and that's cool to watch. Like both as your friends and your, co I guess, coworkers, but more than anything else, it's just cool to watch as a as a as a viewer, I almost a listener, mm -hmm. but as a viewer. Um, and so I kind of, I wanted to try a little bit of that too. But the thing of it was, is that I didn't, I couldn't for a long time figure out what my shtick was because I don't think I have an interesting enough life to be a vlogger. I don't have a, a attic full of, or an office full of old Mac hardware, so I can't go the Steven route, nor do I have the back knowledge, even if I did. So what would what would make me worth watching? And it occurred to me, hey, maybe what's going to make me worth watching is doing like these very, very introductory kind of courses, for lack of a better word, on programming stuff, on the stuff I'm doing at work every day. Because especially with both Sorcery, which is what this video is about, and, and RX Swift, which is the what the videos I want to do, there are plenty of tutorials out there, probably plenty of video ones too, but certainly all the text tutorials I've seen assume a deep, deep, deep understanding 
and and a, just a tremendous amount of like contextual knowledge that I don't think is fair to assume. And that's why I was so intent on writing my my series on RX late last year was because I felt like everyone jumped into the deep end and nobody spent the time to wade in from the shallow end. And so maybe my shtick to bring this back around, maybe my shtick is I'll be that guy that teaches you how to do cool things with code, but starts from the ground rather than starting from like the 15th floor. And so that's what I hope and plan to do. And we'll see if I stick with it or not. You need to edit. I know I do. I know I do. But the, 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 so the problem I have with that, and I know what the, your answer is going to be, but I want to hear you say it to me anyway. The problem I have with that is I don't really want to do like jump cuts. So if I say, oh, crap, I shouldn't have done that. I don't want you it to. to. Uh, I don't want the jump cuts, Mike. I don't want. Well, the then jump you cuts. have to do it perfect every time or start over. Yeah. Every time you make a mistake, you have to start over. But you need to I understand know. that like people are used to jump cuts, right? Like. This is a thing that happens in video. And when you say jump cuts, what you mean is when you see something and you the audio is edited, but because the audio is edited, the video is edited, so all of a sudden your head was there and now it's moved an inch to the right. Right, right. But like people are used to that. Like it is a thing that happens. Yeah. The other thing is like you don't have to be on screen. Why are you on screen? Well, you know, it's funny. A few people have brought that up and, and- it would solve so many of your problems that you're having if you just recorded your voice. Oh, you really rock my world with that. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. Well, no, that wouldn't solve all my problems, actually, because my cursor would jump. However, and, and the that clock... That is not important. Though. Well, that's true. The clock would potentially move, but I could always turn my that clock off. That is even less important. Yeah. What is wrong with you? No, you're right. Well, the, the reason I think it's important to have my face on screen... Oh, no, they're going to know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm saying, don't make fun of me. Uh, no, but the reason, um, the reason I think I want to have my face on screen is because I feel like it, it, it brings a humanity to the video now with that said does it need to be as big as it is no and does, it doesn't need to be there all the time it, maybe it doesn't need to be there all the time to your point you know maybe i can play with that a little bit more that's what i think you should do i think you should just you should just like float in i'm, I'm being serious just like mm-hmm. for certain points of it and certain points you don't need to be there it would solve so many of your problems that you're having yeah um yeah because really like if what you're trying to do is create an instructional course you know or instructional tutorial effectively yeah yeah it should be edited. Like I watched, I, I couldn't watch too long of it, Casey. I yeah, love you so no, much. No, no, but, like I, I have literally, I'm not a programmer, so I have no idea. Are you sure? Uh, I, I'm <laughs> kidding. It's kidding. I knew what I was saying. It was a joke. I, I am not this kind of programmer. I'll allow it. So uh, I didn't understand anything you were saying, but there was one moment where like you did something and you were like, oh, no way. I got it wrong. It's like this. Like that shouldn't be there. Yeah, and, right, like, and I know you're right. It's just in this particular case, I w- I had such a I time get it. limit, but no, it's I, an get it. I get it. I get it. I get it because it's like it's super hard to do and it's really time consuming. Yeah, like it is, right? So like you've, I get why you maybe didn't do it here because you're like, let me see if I actually enjoy and or exactly. want to do this and or there's like anybody in the world that gives one hoot mm-hmm. about this, right? And now that now that maybe there is a few of those things, you know, maybe you found some people that want to watch it and want more and or that you found that you enjoy the process, then. Maybe now it's worth putting a little bit more time and effort into it if you have uh, a super cool thing, super cool idea, you know, for another video or whatever. Like, you might want to, you know, you might want to pursue some higher production. Yeah, yeah. No, everything you said I completely agree with. And I think that was a lot of it. Because if I threw this out into the ether and there were nothing but crickets at that point, 
then it's probably not worth me investing too much more into it. Not definitely, also, probably you're a, not. You're a, you're a podcaster. Show me some of that personality you've been working on. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You bring you're very, that up. you're very like just like one like monotone in 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 it. it yeah. And I don't believe you were reading. No, right? I wasn't. I wasn't. No, it, the, 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 well, so there was a couple things that went on there. One of them was me just not being as effusive and being self-conscious, you know, because I can wave mm-hmm. my arms like I'm doing right now, but nobody can tell. And I can, and I can, my eyes can get really big and I can get really excited about stuff when, when I'm on a podcast. But when you see me, you have to kind of lock it up. You, know, you have to be professional and stuff. But the reality of the situation is that's worse. I should be getting effusive. I should be excited. Yep. And, and it's funny. And the thing that really ticked me off about this feedback, and you gave it to me and a couple other people gave it to me. And the thing that really ticked me off about this feedback was not this feedback, but that I said the exact same thing to you about uh-huh. your Nintendo Switch review. And here it is. I had said that to you like two or three weeks ago. And you know what I didn't do? Follow my own advice. It's a hard thing to do, though. It's true. But it, was, it struck me funny. And it was so annoying because I was like, God, I just told Mike not to do the thing that I just did. So I hear you. Ugh. It's all right, though. I don't know. Well, we'll see how it goes. I'll see if I stick with it. I'd like sitting here now. I'd like to stick with it. It's just very hard because I feel like doing it during the day, leaving the backlight issue aside. I feel like doing it during the day is a little better because it just makes everything look a little better visually, which I guess really is just me, actually. But anyways, um, I feel like during, do it, doing it during the day is better, but that leaves a very small window of time when Declan is napping that I have the ability to do that while not telling both him and Aaron to go away for a while, you know? So that leaves me very little time to do it. And that's part of the reason why I didn't edit. Now that's totally an excuse and I totally should make the time and I totally should spend the time, even if it takes multiple days, but I don't know what I'm going to do to, to fit this in because not unlike your, another thing that could be solved by you not being on camera. Yeah, it's true. It's very, it's very true, actually. But I really and do. What are you using? The inbuilt camera as well? On your, no, on I'm your not an animal. Yes, of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's I, fine I for what you're using it for. Like I was just yeah. wondering. Like you're just a small little head in the corner. Exactly. Exactly. And that. And the thing of it is, is I feel like I think I might have gotten sidetracked earlier. I feel like um, it's important to establish some amount of like rapport and and realism and and personality with the viewer to have my head there, at least in part. Now, to your point a few minutes ago, do I need to be there always? No, I do not. And maybe, I think the more I think about it, the more I think you're absolutely right, that the writer answer is to have me show up here and there when I'm doing like a small monologue or something like that and then disappear otherwise. And I'll have to see if I can figure out a way to do that. Um, But Wait, you just record the whole thing, but you just overlay it. So you record them both separately and you just overlay them. Well, yeah. So I was using an app called Claquette, C-L-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E. And I don't Jeez. I don't know. It's designed to do this sort of thing, but I don't know how that works with regard to um, like having two different video feeds, if that makes sense. And so maybe I would just have to do it by hand with two different feeds. Look at ScreenFlow. Check out ScreenFlow. Mm-hmm. I know that, yeah. that that is an application that a lot of people use. Okay. to do these types of videos it's been around forever um so yeah take take a look at screen flow i'll have to do that so anyway so uh, i i've definitely enjoyed it it's definitely fun it's nice to kind of know a little more about what you and gray and to a lesser degree Stephen, go on about all the time um i still feel like a foreigner in a strange land i don't think i really understand youtube both as a consumer Nobody and a does. creator but i don't know here i am so we'll see 
This week's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code FEELS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create that website you have for your next idea. And with a unique domain name, award-winning templates and more, they are a great place for you to get started. Maybe you want to create an online store, a portfolio, a blog, a podcast, website, a website for your restaurant, a website for your band. No matter what it is you want to make, Squarespace have got you covered. And there's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. It is the all-in-one platform that lets you just make the thing you want to make. Don't sit there and think about all of the switches you have to flick and the things you have to set up and the code you have to install. Don't do any of that. Just go to Squarespace and get your idea out to the world. They you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and take advantage of their beautiful templates to let you show off those great ideas that you have. Squarespace have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help with anything, and their plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a free trial by going to squarespace.com, and you don't need any credit card to do that, which would be really good for me right now. <laughs> when you decide to sign up, there you go. There you go. You got it. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code FEELS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Analog. We thank Squarespace for supporting this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Sorry, I was a little delayed on that laugh there. I didn't realize mm-hmm. you were waiting on me. All right, let's do some Relay, relay FEELS. Uh, Jonathan wants to know, regarding ring post listenership, would, would these numbers have meant something different to you if you were just starting out? So I mentioned that like a couple of weeks ago when talking about the ring post that the numbers were kind of were smaller than, you know, than could make sense for me to make it like a a thing that I invest a ton of time into. Um, Well, I mean, the short answer is like if this was if I just started out and by episode 13, I was hitting the numbers that I'm hitting, I would be so thrilled. Right. Because these are numbers that wouldn't make any sense if nobody knew who you were. Right. Right. You know, if you had like, let's just say it was like 500 people or a thousand people or whatever listening to something, then it would be incredible. Right. You know, it's like the neutral thing. You Mm -hmm. mentioned that, Mm -hmm. right. That like, it wasn't a ton of people. Um, and you've used the example of a thousand before, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's a thousand people, but it's a thousand people who don't that you don't know how they found you or whatever, or it's kind of an incredible feeling. Or like it's a thousand people who didn't know you up until they heard the show. It's like wow, that's awesome. Yeah, but it it's so much smaller than any other show that I do that it's it's difficult for me to to assign the time to it, right? I mean, it's it's like, yeah, it would have been great then, but that's not the situation. Mm-hmm. And those thousand people or whatever didn't, they they didn't find me out of nowhere. <laughs> they found me because of things, other things that I'm doing, right? Like, it's it's not how it worked. Right. But anyway, so yeah, it makes it difficult for me to give the ring post the amount of time that it would need. But on that though, I we may have found a solution. One of my co-hosts might, edit the show now which obviously significantly reduces the amount of time that i need Mm. to put into it so Mm -hmm. we're going to play around with that so that might be a way for me to the show won't be weekly uh but it might be a way for me to do more frequent episodes 
um, more often when the time is right for that, right? Like when there's something nice. going on that we want to talk about. So I'm happy about that because I really enjoy it when I do it, but but it's just the time is difficult to find. Yeah, that's understandable. All right. Uh, Andreas asks, regarding Brexit, how would you feel if Scotland and Northern Ireland separated from the UK and only England and Wales remained outside of the EU? I mean, it's more of the same, really. Um, I don't want that to happen. Uh, like, I didn't want Brexit to happen. And it's because mostly, like, I don't like this fear of the unknown. Like, I don't like the unknown. Because you have no idea what's going to happen with Brexit, really. We have we would have no idea what would happen if there was more devolution in this country. Uh, and also, like, if that was going to happen at that point, well, why don't we just make London a city-state and have it join the European Union again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, because th- the argument here is that Northern Ireland um, and Scotland should leave the Euro- the United Kingdom because they predominantly voted to stay in, right? Right. But the thing is, so did London. It was surrounding <laughs> England that voted to leave. London predominantly voted to stay. So I feel at that point, we could just wall like just make london a city state honestly my feeling on this is that the united kingdom should stay together that is my feeling i figure we may as well all just do this together no one's happy so many people are unhappy about it you know at least half the country i guess maybe more maybe less i just figure we may as well just stick with this together you yeah, know, yeah. I, I know Scotland, I understand that your situation changed, but there was already a referendum vote. And when you vote to stay in, that means what's and all, right? <laughs> you can't just can't just change your mind every time, right? Like, I want to have a second vote on the referendum, but I can't because it's done now. We need to accept that that is the way that people voted. There, unfortunately, your brothers and sisters in the rest of the UK, Scotland decided to leave mm-hmm. you don't like it i tell you i don't like it but why don't we just try and make the best of it because it's all we can do like i i really i really would wonder if you'll be best off leaving i mean if you are good luck to you and if you are able to get away scotland congratulations to you 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 maybe pull the good one there but i think <laughs> that we should all just stay together and just try and get through this yeah, that makes sense. I feel for you guys because it's a crummy situation for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quinn asks, I'm currently thinking a lot about whether I'll ever add anything of true or unique value to the world. Any thoughts? Define it for yourself. So what do you mean by that? So what's the value? Right? Define that value. Like if you consider yourself creating entertainment for people value then do that if you consider charity like giving to charity is adding value to the world then do that if you think that creating tutorial videos to help somebody learn is adding value to the world then do that i think the the starting point is to define what you think adding value is and then add that value to the world yeah. And you know, it's funny, um, both of these, both of the shows that I've done, and I'm sure Mike has, has had the same thing happen, if not, well, certainly in analog, because I just said so, but in other shows as well. Uh, we'll get emails from time to time, and people will say, you know, just listening to you on my commute to and from a dead end job that I hate, 
has gotten me through the day or, you know, hey, my life has just been uprooted because I'm in in the midst of going through a divorce and I, I might be losing, you know, my children to this divorce. Yet you guys provide an hour or two of sanity, you know, once a week. And I'm so thankful for it. Like, even the the dumb stuff that we talk about can actually really help people. Um, and that's super powerful. So if we can affect positively just a couple of people in the world, I think that's that's worthwhile. So just like Mike said, what what do you define as being worth it? And then try to do it and see what happens. Yeah, I think you have to have some kind of starting point as to what you feel value is, right? Otherwise, you'll never be able to feel like that you're able to do it. Like if if you don't know what adding value to the world is, like if you haven't given yourself some sort of parameter to that, then how will you ever know if you are able to do that? And adding value to the world can be so small. Like a pebble in the ocean is a change. Yeah. It's not a big one, but it is one. Mm-hmm. And if you think that's enough, then great. Like if you think that giving 20 pence a week to charity is adding is changing the world by the way it is it is changing the world but if you think that it is if you believe that that's awesome that's not a ton of money but it's some right like all of this stuff is making a change to the world and adding something of true or unique value i mean unique is it is a is a spanner in it right because then you can go down <laughs> many rabbit holes there but just make if you, if if you feel like changing the world is making something, then just make something. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if one person finds it. That one person's life is slightly changed because of it. Define what you think adding value is to the world, and then do it. Add that value. Yep, couldn't agree more. John asked, "Do you get that sad feeling when you finish a show or series of books you spent dozens of hours with?" You know, it's funny that's brought up. Uh, it depends. So Aaron and I just finished our first watch through of Parks and Recreation. And so you're starting up again then? (laughs) No. Uh, Background for. Yeah. We're actually trying to figure out what the next real show we're going to watch is. This is my big problem. All right. It is that time. It is the in-between time. I have an answer. I'm telling you. I think I sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah. Unfortunately, you you missed that boat. (sighs) We accidentally fell into a rewatch of Seinfeld. Ah, oh, lame. So many more hours than what I sent you to. Lame. Anyway, um, so yeah, Aaron and I are trying to figure out what we're going to watch. I have been petitioning, actually, for a rewatch of Scrubs, which is probably up there in my list of favorite TV shows. Not the number I one, but up there. I can do this all on, <laughs> on my own. own. No, I know. I'm, I'm no, no Superman. Superman. Anyway, um, such a good show. And we have seen it. We've seen probably the entirety of the good part of Scrubs, but in fits and spurts. And so I'd love to just go through and watch it start to finish. Uh, She is digging her heels in a little bit and resisting since we've already seen it. So we'll see how this goes. Um, Our friends, uh, Steve and Kristen, have been petitioning us to watch Gallivant. Um, They were the ones who basically forced us to watch Parks and Rec, which was worth it. Um, And actually 30 Rock before it. That was all they're doing. Um, so it was, it was not for naught, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I need something light and easy, and maybe maybe Galvant is for all I know, but something that I know and that's light and easy, etc. Um, so we'll see what we'll see where it goes. But to directly answer uh, John's question, sometimes I feel sad, sometimes not. Like when I finished Firefly for the first time, I felt really sad. Um, I was a little bummed after Thirty Rock, Parks and Rec. I mean, the last episode was kind of sad, but all in all, I was kind of whatever about it. 
what a what a satisfying end, right? No spoilers, but it's, yeah. I think it's the most satisfying end to any TV show I've ever watched. Like it wraps everything uh, up so nicely. The end of Scrubs. This is no spoilers. I'm just going to describe the scenario. No spoilers. The end of Scrubs, where where JD walks outside and there's the the sheet that's up and there's a movie playing. Do you know what I'm thinking of? I haven't seen the end of Scrubs because the end, like the end season of Scrubs or like the end two seasons, is just so bad. No, no, no. I'm talking about like when they thought it was going to end and then they brought it back and it was crappy after they brought it back. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. Okay, well, anyways, that ending is actually phenomenal, and I pretty much cry every time I watch that. Even though I know exactly what's going to happen, I cry every time. Um, That was really good. Uh, I can't think of any others that were really good off the top of my head. But yes, Parks and Rec's ending was very satisfying without without being nothing but saccharine either, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. just filler. It was satisfying. I agree with you there. I don't know. What do you, how yeah, do you feel? Yeah, I feel that. I feel it. Like, if it's something you super love when it's done, you're like, oh, man. Especially when it's done forever done. Not like done, oh, but now I've caught up and there's going to be a new season. I just need to wait. But, like, this is over. Like, I hate that. I hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're super obsessed by something, like a show or, or a book series or whatever, and it becomes, like, a big part of your life. Oh, IRL Talk. It, That's a great example, actually. There you go. A podcast ends. I think Hypercritical was my big one for that. It was like, well, that's done. Now what? Yep. I think that was kind of... that. I think that was my big one. Um, so, yeah, I totally know that feeling, which is why this show will never end. <laughs> oh, I mean, quite goodness. frankly, we've pushed it way past its logical endpoint. Absolutely factual. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, anyway, all right, final question of the day. Uh, Chris asks, uh, and this is probably just for Mike, would be my guess, uh, how will you mourn when the queen dies? So Chris sent along a link to an amazing article that everyone should read by The Guardian where they did some incredible reporting. They spoke about some things that they shouldn't know about, which is for Operation London Bridge, which is the code for when the, the day the Queen dies. Oh, that's kind of sad. She is known as London Bridge in this plan, and London Bridge is down is oh. the code. Oh, that's so sad. Every, every monarch gets a code like that, yeah, so, yeah. that so it can be transmitted without people knowing. Because there used to be a period of time. I'm not going to get into this, actually, because I could just sit and talk about this article for like six years. It is so freaking good. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I recommend you all go and read it. It was brilliant, and it made me think a lot about just how sad I'm going to be. It's going to really kind of rock me um, when the Queen dies, just because she's just this, like, constant. She's just this thing right like she's just part of my country it's not like a president right she's just been there for forever yeah it's so hard for me to really understand what this is like because we have no equivalent you know and and i think of like well what if we just had a president that lasted forever <laughs> and that's not really the same but that either. doesn't work either right, because right. she doesn't truly have any real power right so it's right, just, so she can't do anything to make you upset, really. Like, you either like her or you don't <laughs> like her, and there are people that don't like it, and I get it, right? Like, if if that's your view, like, I totally understand that. But, like, it's it's I don't think it's it's very likely that many people's opinion changes on the Queen over time. Yeah. Or the monarch, just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golly. But, like, 
there's just going to be such a change in this country. Like, I, I think I've probably mentioned it on this show, but the thing that, like, fascinates me so much is the words of our national anthem changes. Wait, what? Our national anthem is God Save the Queen. Oh, right. Well, right. it won't be anymore. It will be God Save the King, because we will have a king. Oh, that's And so we've weird. not had a king for, like, over 100 years or something like that. I probably got those dates wrong, but, like, we've not had a king for a very, very, very <laughs> long time. No, it's, it is over 100 years. It is, I'm sure of it. I'm sure. Yeah, that's, um, that's crazy talk. My goodness. And And she was coronated... The 2nd of June, 1953. I don't think my mm-hmm. mom was born yet, and she was already the Queen of England. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's bananas. Yeah. Oh, like, my Like, this is the thing about the fact that she is a constant, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me just say, uh, yeah, we... It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't been a hundred years. Uh, nineteen fifty-two, right? Nineteen fifty-two is when we last had a king. So, still, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Golly, that's absolutely bananas. Oh, goodness. so it's going to be crazy. Like you know, things like stamps changing and money your, changing. I was going to say your money has to change, doesn't it? Yeah, all of it has to change. Um, Golly. And, but just the, the idea is like, so if it's Charles that takes the reign, even though he's next in line, I personally think that the crown, it, he will he will skip and it will go to William. Um, I think that either he will make the decision or like he will be strongly recommended to make the decision. My feeling on this is um, I think politically and for tourism reasons especially in the face of brexit it makes a lot of sense for us to have a family unit as the monarch king queen prince and princess i think that that is especially with it being william and kate everyone loves william and kate right around the world Mm -hmm. Um, i think it would be a very very uh very good idea plus uh, Charles's wife Camilla has not necessarily been the most popular person um, over time in this country, and she will be queen, and that will be um, interesting to see how that kind of unfolds. So my feeling is that I th- I think that they will um, maybe should, although Charles deserves it, right? Like he's waited his whole life, and I don't want to begrudge him of that. But I, I just, I, my personal opinion is that I think the country would be better off with William, like King William and uh, Queen Catherine. I think that that would be really good for us right now. Anywho, um, just the idea of right, like so. I think it's on like day two or day three we'd have the the new monarch uh, coronated. They will come outside to greet people, and the national anthem will play, and about seventy five percent of the people will get it wrong. Like almost immediately <laughs> when singing to our new monarch. God, that's weird. Uh yeah. When it happens, uh this we'll we'll, we'll do an emergency episode of this show, I think. Oh, is that you a know, thing? I was thinking okay. I was thinking like would I would I wanna go like and be there? Like in the like the streets when she's brought through and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like I feel like I might want to. But I'll definitely be watching it. I mean, we will we will have a day of mourning. You know, people won't be at work. Yeah, I was going to say. So, what is the official amount of days off that that the country gets? There, there will probably be um, 
on the funeral day will 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 be that and and there would be i think a lot of workplaces that were closed down on the day the day it actually mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. dies like i think there would be places that were closed down um and then i think that that we would get a bank holiday like a national holiday um on the funeral day fair enough hmm. well, hey, well she's 90 now is that right something like that uh yeah Golly, I mean, so it's it's approaching ever faster. Yeah. Yikes. Yep, so that's that. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a morbid episode, but we'll see you with cheerier things next time. <laughs>